You're listening to Out of Bounds with Dota. Lose your eyes. Well, 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 everybody. What do we have here? My goodness, what a finish to Game 1 of the NBA Finals. We had probably one of the most bizarre endings to a basketball game I've ever watched, especially at this level, at this stage, at this importance. Um, My goodness. Do you mind if we talk basketball for the next half hour or so? Um, I've thrown out any rundown I had uh, because uh, the only talk in sports right now is the way this series just uh, ended in one game. Um, I'm going to tell you what. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, at DotaLoo, and those of you who follow the podcast page on Instagram, I went on record today before game one of this series, and I called the Warriors, no surprise there, but I called them in six games um, for a couple of reasons. One, LeBron James. Um, I've been pegged as a LeBron hater. I don't hate the guy. Uh, the basketball player, anyways. I'm not a fan of his off-the-court antics and his passive-aggressive tweets and Instagram posts, but the guy is a basketball player. Uh, has been an incredible ball player this year, obviously throughout his entire career. What he's doing this season with this team and what he's done in the playoffs, one of the all-time great performances, especially in Game 1. Um, so I was, I, was, I was giving a lot of respect to LeBron James in this series. And I know what people were thinking. Um, Cavs last year had Kyrie and they lost in five. It took a historic performance to do that. Um, but you know, LeBron James, I mean, he just shows you 51. He went off for 51 in game one in a losing effort. Um, and it's not that it was a losing effort. That's, that's so damaging. Like, look, uh, Michael Jordan had great performances, individual performances in losing efforts. Some of his, uh, greatest games are in losing efforts, but, um, I mean, LeBron had it right there. I text the guys uh, before the game started. I said LeBron would, would, would and the Cavs would pull off an upset in game one and win it because they would win in the final two minutes of the game. And they had it. <laughs> they had it. They were right there. They were right there. They had the game. Um, and what do you learn about these two teams in this series? First of all, J.R. Smith does not belong in the NBA. Clear as day. J.R. Smith, the guy that LeBron fought for and got him a big contract, this is LeBron's guy. No no other player, no other teammate. I don't even think Kyrie, by, want, by demanding a trade, let down LeBron James the way J.R. Smith let him down tonight. I mean, it's just an, an all-time boneheaded Shackton a fool play. We thought we had the Shackton play earlier in the game when JaVel McGee got denied by the rim all by himself wide open. No, 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 no. That had nothing. That had nothing on J.R. Smith. I mean, oh, my God. What are you doing? I can't believe this is happening at this stage, at this moment. Okay, I can almost excuse it. Almost. It's inexcusable, really, in the NBA. I can understand in in, in uh, Little League, AAU, high school, maybe even in college, not at this level. 
not in the NBA, not in the NBA playoffs, and certainly not in the NBA finals. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I just, I, I cannot get over how this happens. J.R. Smith dribbling out the clock in a tie game. All right, and that wasn't the only WTF moment in this game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go through all of them. But it's just I can't, I, I just cannot fathom how you can allow this to happen at this level. Okay, the only person to blame here is J.R. Smith for the boneheaded play. But you got to go back and look, and and we can try to to dive into this and, and thin slice the situation and, and just see how this happens. First of all, uh, the first WTF moment in this game was. The overturn call on the LeBron block slash charge, KD. LeBron, KD there late in the game. Um, I know people are arguing and, 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 and complaining about the call and how it was made and how it was reviewed in the first time in, in NBA history and blah, 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 blah. I don't care about that, all right? I get it. Heat of the moment, one ref calls charge, one ref calls block. They go review it. At the end of the day, the right call was made. I'm okay with that. I can live with that. You should too. All right. Get, separate yourself from the emotion of that play as it's happening. All right. Separate your emotions from that play as it happens and realize your emotions when the play is called the right way. And at the end of the day, it was the right call. Now, what did it lead to? It led to two splash free throws from KD, tie the game. All right. I get it. Two point swing. Who knows what could have been? What could have happened? What if? If this, if that, whatever. If grandma had balls, right? So, all right, that's that's like what the hell just happened. And then after that, you've got <laughs> JR getting the rebound and running out the clock in a most unexplicable way. Here's here's the problem with this new mentality. I don't know why coaches and teams have become obsessed with the idea of not calling timeouts on the last play of the game. And I, it just it happens so often. I think my basketball IQ tells me at this level in the NBA Finals, you're not catching anybody off guard when you have to go full court and you don't call timeout and draw up a play. Sorry, it's not happening. Not at this level. Not at, at with that talented of a team on the other side of the uh, of half court. Championship pedigree on the other side. So Ty Lu, know your team, know your personnel. You know J.R. Smith is a whack job. Come on, man. The guy you already know he's a few fries short of a happy meal. It's not all there. It's a good friend of mine says the elevator on that one doesn't go to the top floor. Okay, you got to know that you got to know your personnel. You got to know your guys. You just fought back. You've got a tie game. You've got an opportunity to take a lead. I'm sorry. They were down one. You've got an opportunity to take a lead. You your team has to know. All right. You know, LeBron knows he's your guy. He's the veteran. Maybe even Kevin Love knows you have to make sure your team knows what the hell is going on. All right. If we're crying out loud, George Hill make some free throws. But let's move beyond that. Know your team. Know your personnel. You know, this is just as much Ty Lue's fault as it is J.R. Smith. Okay, maybe 51-49. But seriously, you got to know your people. you got to know what these guys, you have to know. 
It's like it's like part of parenting, right? You know which kids you can depend on. You have multiple kids. You know which ones you can depend on, which one you can leave in charge when you when you got to leave them all at home, et cetera, et cetera. You got to know that. All right? That's an indictment on you. So let's at, at this level, you're not catching anybody off guard by not calling timeout. Or get them somewhere. Somewhere. George Hill, before he's going to make the free throws, you got to talk to somebody. Somebody's got to communicate with the rest of this squad. Somebody has to. You just cannot let something like that up to chance. All right? And I, I'm watching and I'm thinking, oh, my God, why, why didn't LeBron go to him and get the ball and this and that? It just, it's happening so fast. Nothing's going to happen at that point. But Ty Lu, you have got to find a way to communicate that. I know that you can't foresee that. And I know that you can't just assume that he's not going to know what the hell he's doing, but it's J.R. Smith, man. Come on. Nobody was giving this team a chance in this finals, all right? Are you not entertained? For those people who complain that it's uh, Warriors and Cavs in the finals again and how boring that is, you couldn't be more wrong. You've got the NBA's best team in the Golden State Warriors. The way they play, the, the, the finesse that they play with, the style, the swagger, the, 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 the three ball, it's just it's sexy what they do. On the other side, you've got sexy himself in a, in a long beard in LeBron James, all right? The guy that everybody wants to debate every day, him or Jordan, all right? He's a Mount Rushmore player. It's not boring. It's not boring. All right, they were up <laughs> they were up in the first half. Double digits. This wasn't a boring game. This was actually this was great. Everybody thought this would be bad for the NBA. I don't know how they didn't sell out the Oracle for game 1. That that's crazy to me. In the NBA final, I don't care if it's the fourth 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 straight year matching up between these guys. I don't care about that. This should be a sellout. That team is fun to watch. And you got LeBron James in the house. You can't you you can't live with yourself if you hate LeBron James the basketball player. You can't. You're not normal. You can't hate the basketball player in him. And and the performance he had is just incredible. So, not a boring series by any means. All right, game 1 lived up it, it exceeded expectation. I think people thought the Warriors were going to come in there and dominate. That didn't happen. And if you thought the, if you thought the Cavs were going to dominate, they, they certainly didn't. It was a close game. I actually picked the Cavs to win game one. I thought if there was one game they could steal, this would be it. I thought they'd lose game two and then go back and win one in Cleveland and lose in six. I thought LeBron was going to go out and win one himself, and I thought Draymond was going to go lose one and cost the Warriors a game. All right? I mentioned three WTF moments. And third one was end of the game. All right, Tristan Thompson, you know, the the heart closeout on Sean Livingston. Here's the problem with that. In a regular season game, it's no big deal. All right, in the finals, he takes exception to, to Livingston actually taking the shot. Listen, clock's winding down. They've got to do something. Guys don't like to have turnovers on their, on their box score what, for whatever reason. You know what? Grow up, man. It's a man's game. All right? He shouldn't have taken the shot. Screw you. You shouldn't be losing by 10. You should be in overtime. You should be winning. You should have won the game. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Fuck that. All right? You're all adults. 
You're all grown-ass men. You're all getting paid millions of dollars to play the game. This ain't Little League. There's no mercy here. There's no mercy rule. you got to play the game. All right? So play defense. If you don't want to make the shot, play defense. I don't care if they're up 10, if the game's over, whatever. All right? It's just stupid. Stupid. Unnecessary. All right? Even more on that, I, I, get, I get the officiating part of it. All right? You gotta, you got to settle this thing down and send a message. But it just, the officiating, by, by the ref ejecting him from the game, and I get it. I, I you, you could tell his intent right away. You know what that foul was about, that hard closeout. All right, the officiating escalated the situation because what happens after that? Then everybody starts jawing. They were already jawing at each other all game. Benches were, were all over Draymond and KD. And then the block by LeBron on, on Steph. All right, then they were jawing. And Clay gets involved. Great. Playoff intensity. I love it. All right, grown ass men talking shit to each other. I love it. Bring it. Especially at this level. All right, that's great. Fine. What happens after that? Love them or hate them. Draymond Green does what Draymond Green does. This this is who he is. He's the instigator, right? So he jumps in there and gets the best of Tristan Thompson. In in other years, in years past, it's gotten the best of Draymond Green. All right? Tristan Thompson fell for it. He got baited. Throws the ball in Draymond's face. Oh, man. Here's what you've done. You have awakened the beast in the Golden State Warriors. A series that I thought would go six games, regardless of the outcome of this one. Okay? Whatever you think the outcome was going to be of this game, I still thought it was going to go six games. All right? I'm not so sure of that anymore. I'm not ready to, to change, but this is the kind of ending to a game that could turn this into a sweep. And you'll look back at that one play that happened, J.R. Smith, and you'll say that was the turning point in the series. You do not come back from that. Psychologically, you don't come back from that. Not at this level. Not against that good of a team on the other side. All right? No. I thought if 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 LeBron James has made any improvement to his already impressive resume over the course of his career, this year I thought he's become more mentally tough. At the level he's been able to play at, and endure the losing and all the, the inconsistencies of this season, I actually thought he became really mentally strong, which I thought was prob- was was the weakest part of his game. All right? As a team, you do not come back from this. You can't. You just don't. You can come back from you fought this hard, maybe, maybe George Hill makes both free throws, and you're up one, and then the Warriors come down and they, they hit a buzzer beater, and they win the game. Or they get fouled and they make both free throws. Whatever the case may be. They come down and make a shot. They win a game. You can come back from that. You can say, you know what? We were right there. We had it. One more shot. Whatever it is. One more stop. We win the game. You don't come back from the way that this game ended. I know that it ended in a in a tie in regulation and went on overtime and you lose by 10. Which, by the way, if you took the Cavs at plus 12 and a half, congratulations. They covered. But you can't. You your team does not come back from this, and that's thanks to Jr. and his bonehead of play, and partially Ty Lue. You just you don't. These are these are the, the there are things in life that you don't come back from. All right, people in their careers, all right, in TV careers or radio careers, say something stupid on the air. 
on live television or live radio. Costs them their career. They don't come back from that. You make decisions in life. Bad marriage, bad investment. A lot of people don't come back from those kinds of things. Whether it's just in life they set you back so far or psychologically they just doom you. They wreck you. You don't come back from these kinds of things. And I don't see the Cavs coming back from this. Not the way it ended. All right, The psychological game that it plays with you. All right, Nobody believed that LeBron James could trust his teammates this year. At all. He actually got help this time. Kevin Love. Nothing to write home about, but 21-14 is pretty good. First game back from concussion protocol. He was there. He showed up. He got help. He got 112 or 14 points out of his entire team with him scoring 51. He got help. He got help. He had enough. One boneheaded play. Stupid. Just stupid. J.R. Smith, what are you doing? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I just... I. I cannot wrap my head around what the hell just happened. I can't. It's just it, it is just mind-boggling what what has happened here. I really thought the Cavs, you know, it's it, it's it's weird to spend so much time talking about a team that I thought was going to lose and may, and only win two games in this best of 7 series. But I mean in, in in reality, they had a blueprint on how to beat the Warriors. Thanks to the Rockets. You play them physical. You rebound defensively. You score a few offensive rebounds. You take possessions out of the Warriors' hands, and you've got a shot. You can keep it in the low 100s. you got a shot at winning the game. I truly believe that that was going to be the game plan, at least in LeBron's eyes. I don't even know what Ty Lue's doing. I don't know if he's coaching. J.R. Smith should not even be starting. Your starting lineup should be George Hill, Jeff Green, LeBron James, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. The very first person off the bench should be Kyle Korver. J.R. Smith should not be starting. He should get the fewest minutes of all those guys. Hell, you even got production out of Larry Nance Jr. Clarkston's lost. Just, uh, he's a wreck. He's a wreck. I just, LeBron got help. He got some help, finally. And he had an all-time performance. 51, 8, and 8. What more do you want from the guy? What more do you want from the guy? This is this is where LeBron quits on the team. All right? He gave you everything in game one. Gave you a chance to win. Had the game won for you. All right? He even made the right pass that got the foul called for George Hill to go to the free throw line. He even got you there. But as you know, you can lead a horse to water. Life lesson learned. And now what? They'll lose game two by 20. Guaranteed. Double digits for sure. Probably 20. I just don't know how you bounce back from something like that. LeBron will probably come out with a 40-point performance. He can't play much better. Played efficient. He's rebounding, assisting was making free throws. He just he had this swagger about him making these great plays 
athletic, just just beast. And I don't think I don't think Golden State now is going to allow him to do what he was able to do. All the, all the switching and how he ended up with Curry defending him and he was just working him in the paint. I I don't think Golden State's going to allow that to happen. All right, and you also had a bad performance out of KD. You're not going to get lucky enough to get bad performances out of KD all series long. And if you do, then there's your blueprint blueprint for success. Then you then you got a, a better shot than I thought you would. KD had a bad game. He shouldn't be let off the hook. All right, but Steph Curry bailed out the Warriors while J.R. Smith bailed out the Warriors. <laughs> just, just stop it. Just stop it and starting lineup, J.R. Smith. Come on. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Anyways. All right. Uh, KD, I don't know what's going on with him. Something mental. Something, something I think, changed in the last series against the Rockets where they struggled a little bit. They got into games where, you know, they're, the the Warriors are so used to winning games by double digits and blowing teams out that they, they didn't know what to do in a situation where they needed a closer. Even though it should be Kevin Durant, nobody knew, nobody was sure, all right? Kevin Durant does not know his identity on this Warriors team this year in in the playoffs. It's the weirdest thing. You watch it, you see him late in the game, he just even when he even when he takes the ball and tries to be that guy, the scorer, the 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 killer. Yeah, he's an assassin by nature. Best scorer we've ever seen. He's that skilled. All right? And I've said it before. Nobody stops KD besides KD. He's the only guy that can stop him. If he's having a bad game, he's having a bad game. That's it. You just got to hope and pray. All right, but he doesn't know his identity on this team. It is clear as day that this is Steph's team. I've said that this season. I think the the offense runs so much smoother and better when it runs through Steph because nobody's sitting around. I get it. If I'm in the gym with KD and, and he's going ISO, I'm watching him too because I expect every shot he takes to go in. That's how That's how gifted he is. He's that gifted in the game of basketball. But he has no identity. He doesn't know what it is. He's so confused and it's so weird. Before this series, like I mentioned, if you watched or if you paid attention to our um, Instagram page, um, I went on record and I said um, Warriors and six, and I think Steph is going to be the MVP. I just think that something has clicked with him this year. His, he's always had his confidence, his swag. Uh, he's dealt with injuries before. He's come back from injury, and he had a couple tough games in the War or in the uh, Rocket series. But I mean, he came out with an MVP performance. I know LeBron on the other side went off for fifty-one. This might be the consolation prize. This might be the year the NBA gives a consolation prize to the loser. If LeBron puts up these kinds of numbers. They may actually give him MVP of the finals in a losing effort. That might be their consolation prize because of him being counted out in the regular season as MVP because that seems to be unanimously chosen before the playoffs, unanimously given to James Harden, even though I think it should be Russell Westbrook. Um, This might be the NBA's way of, of 
given a consolation prize to LeBron. Because the performance he's had in the playoffs has, has been second to none. All right? And it, it, the regular season MVP is just, it's a participation. Like, it's just, it's not even what it is. It's just, it's, it's, just, it's misnamed. It's not named right. It's not MVP. It's who had the best individual season, best individual year. And, yeah, you can give that to James Harden. If, if, that's what you, if that's what the identity of that award is, it goes to James Harden. But if you really want to give MVP of the regular season, then you look at guys like LeBron James, and you have to factor in the things of, you know, who his teammates are and what, what they've done and, and what they haven't done and all that stuff and how he's been able to whatever, playoffs and the run that they've made. It shouldn't stop in the regular season. You have to either separate the two. There should be a, a playoffs MVP, not just a finals. It, you know, it's just it's just a mixed bag of one year. It's a move. It's a moving target. You don't know what it's going to be from year to year. That MVP award, but I think that this is and I, this is the year you can give LeBron James Finals MVP in a losing effort. And I'm saying this after one game, and that tells you what I expect out of him the rest of the series, even if it only goes four. But that's that's how good he's been. It's almost like, I'm sorry, <laughs> your team sucks. You're amazing. You deserve this prize. So let's see what happens. It's just game one, right? I don't think you can come back for something like this. Absolutely not. I just don't see it. I don't see how you do that. But we'll see. Hey, this is why they play the games, right? So I thought the Cavs would take one of these two in Golden State. I think they win one in Cleveland. So they should be going back down. God, three to one. Three to two. They should be going back to Golden State down three two. And then Golden State should close it out. In game six. And then LeBron James is your finals MVP. It's just, I, I, I just, I'm so stunned at what happened. I just can't get over it. I know I keep saying that, but I, I really can't. Like this is, I raced home to get on this podcast because I had all these thoughts flowing through my head. And I just can't get over what the hell happened. I mean, Bron played 48 minutes. He played nine minutes more than anybody else on his team. The only other guy that came close to that was, well, Draymond Green, 47. KD, 46. Steph Curry, 46. It just, I just can't get over it. I really thought the blueprint was made for Cleveland, thanks to the Rockets. I thought that's where they would learn how to beat this team. Um, I thought I thought Cleveland was going to come out and control the glass, defensive rebounds with Tristan and Kevin Love and win that battle. Um, and in essence, take away possessions from Golden State. If you can take away possessions, you're all, you know, you slow the game down, you take away possessions from Golden State, you're you're sort of you're sort of winning when you can do that. Cuz they get fewer shots to put up and we know the fewer shots they take the better for you. It's just crazy. So this is, you know, what more can you get out of LeBron? 
Not much more. I mean, he's already said he's trying to squeeze that orange. No more jutes left. Not much else left there. And then after this season, he's going to ask himself, how much juice is, was the was the juice worth the squeeze? There ain't going to be none left. He's going to have to recharge. He's at that level, you know, where you've got the, the rechargeable batteries, but you've had them a while, and you're going to recharge, and you just don't get that full charge. That's where he's at. And the next destination is going to be the tough one for him because he's got to go to a place where he can get by on an 80% charge on those batteries. I don't think going to Philly works. Um, I think with his buddy Chris Paul in Houston, that could work. It just depends how, how, how these finals end, and we'll talk about that after the finals end. We'll talk about what these finals mean for LeBron James and his legacy. Um, if he gets swept, we'll have a conversation. Uh, if he wins, we'll have a greater conversation. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to figure out here, a lot to talk about after these finals are over because uh, there's a lot weighing in here on what's happening with the legacy of LeBron James. So um, Sunday night, game two. Should be a good one for about two quarters, and then Golden State's going to open it up and probably win by 20. That's how I see that one going. You just can't recover from this kind of – like, you know what I mean? You had him on the ropes, and you had a chance to beat him and steal this one, and I just don't think you come back and do that game too. I just don't see it, especially with the Warriors at home. Um, But what the hell is the NBA doing? Why do we got to wait three days to play game two of the NBA Finals when it's in the same place as game one? Come on, man. Saturday night, bro. That's what we want to see. Sunday night is late, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock game on a, on a Thursday night. Come on now. People want to watch. Families want to watch. Little kids want to watch. You're making these too late. Too late. Too late. By the way, uh, my voice is really hoarse. Um had a bad experience with some poison ivy or oak or something of that nature. Don't know how the hell I got it. But I came down with some, like, explosive rash, and it was everywhere. And it was, like, raging fire on my neck, uh, my face. I looked like Will Smith from the movie Hitch. It's pretty bad. Um, but I got some, some meds on some steroids. Not those kinds of steroids. Not like, uh, not like A-Rod. More like Robinson Cano. Um... And it's affecting my voice. So I'm a little hoarse here, but uh, I want to thank you for listening. And I want to make sure that you share this uh, podcast with your friends. Give us a rating. Uh, subscribe on all the podcasting apps. Just search Out of Bounds, O-U-T-T-A-B-O-U-N-D-S. Uh, and if you haven't followed us on uh, Instagram, it's Out of Bounds underscore D-E-T. Uh, same thing on Twitter and Facebook. Just look us up there and you'll see the uh, red and black logo uh, with my name. And I want to thank you for listening. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.